is the future. This is not the past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020. If you smell what the XFL is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL! Welcome, football fans. This is the week of June 10th, 2018. This is the road to 2020. And this is the XFL show. I'm Alan. Jake. And I'm Vince. And this week we're talking about how the L in XFL now now stands for luck. This is episode 19. Commissioner Oliver Luck. We have a commissioner for the XFL this week, you guys. How are you doing? Yeah, I mean, it, it's official. Some real legit news coming out of this, you know, this XFL oh, legit, outfit. It, very it's legit. It's exciting times. The, the L word of the day is not just luck. It is also legit because that's the number one thing I think of with this announcement, Vince. Legit commission. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to be discussing, you know, how we feel about this gentleman, what his credentials are, where he's been, what he might do. But this is a name that all football fans know who he is. This wasn't, you know, some guy who, you know, had been spending the last 20 years of his life, uh, you know, managing, you know, chains of Walgreens or (laughs) or fast food restaurants or or some other conglomerate. This guy has been involved in football operations for quite some time. And, you know, love him or hate him, He's got the experience, and he's going to be leading this horse. He, he's driving this train. Uh, I don't really know if there's many people who hate Oliver Luck. He seems to be like one of the most well-respected guys in all of football, pro or college. He's, of course, also Andrew Luck's dad. We're going to give you a little background on Oliver Luck as well. We're going to go over some of the latest from the AAF and some things that Oliver Luck has said about the AAF in competition with the XFL and a whole lot of stuff Oliver Luck said because he was on Pro Football Talk this week with Mike Florio in a very, very open interview that we're going to kind of run through. But before we get to any of that, guys, let's hear straight from Oliver Luck. This is the announcement that was put up on XFL.com this week. Football has been a constant in my life for more than 40 years, and I am thrilled to have the unique opportunity to reimagine the game. I'm excited to present a dynamic version of America's favorite sport. Like you, I want a fast-paced, high-energy, authentic, yet simpler game. And we intend to deliver that and so much more. Our games will be affordable for the entire family. And our teams, players, and coaches will be a source of pride for local communities around the country. Just last week, we distributed our proposal to 30 markets across the U.S. And we are working hard to select the right homes for our inaugural eight teams in 2020. This will be a labor of love as I get to combine my experiences as a football player and a football executive to create something that fuels your passion and makes you proud to be a fan of the XFL. Thank you. Thank you, Oliver. What do you guys think of that announcement standing in front of that big red, white, and blue logo? 
America's favorite sport. Maybe not the biggest business, Vince, no. but but America's favorite sport, clearly. Yeah, you can't you can't argue with that. Oliver Luck, he's making a big jump too, because he was basically the number two man at the NCAA, uh way high up there. And now he's going really for the gusto. It seems like he's trying to this is a legacy type career move for a career executive, isn't it, Vince? Uh, it, it's a legacy move. I mean, you could also look at it as possibly a stepping stone type uh, type of deal. You know, if if uh, he does a good job here, and you know, Roger Goodell, whatever step down, you got to think that they might be calling this guy. Uh, you know, with with you know work he may potentially do leading a football league. Yeah, that's also something to consider. You're right. And actually, that's something I haven't even really thought of just yet. He does have a lot of work to do with the XFL, but you you got to believe somewhere down the line, Oliver Luck would have aspirations to be the most powerful man in all of football with replacing maybe Roger Goodell. And there's been talk about maybe one day there being an NCAA commissioner, and he might have been in line for that. But for now, he's with the XFL. Here he is. Who exactly is Oliver Luck, you ask? Besides just being Andrew Luck's father, Jake, you have some information on the new XFL commissioner for us? I, I do. You know, I have some bullet points on his resume here that I wanted to uh, read for. That's a Pennsylvania for resume, everybody. That's how Jake says that word, but go ahead. And uh, yeah, so Oliver Luck, or uh, Ollie, as I know him, uh, <laughs> qu- quarterback at, at West Virginia University, not, not starting on a high note, but we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Uh, he was a Rhodes Scholar finalist while he was at the university. Uh, played for the Houston Oilers from 82 to 86. Fun fact, drafted before Jim McMahon. Uh, he was also a Republican nominee for Congress. He, he did not win that one. Uh, he was also the general manager of the Frankfurt Galaxy and the Rhine Fire before the league president of NFL Europe before they folded held multiple NFL positions. Uh, He was the president of the MLS Houston Dynamo, where they won two titles there. Back to the AD of West Virginia. Um, And then NCAA-wise, he was chosen. He was, you know, one of the first, I believe, 13 individuals chosen to select the teams for the first college football playoff. So a lot of good credibility there. He he uh, was the commission. He was the, like, the, the chairman of that. I believe was he really? for at least one year he was. Okay. And then I guess this next position was, you know, something that, you know, didn't exist before, but, but made for him the NCAA executive vice president of regulatory affairs until our present day, where not as only is he the XFL commissioner, but he's also the CEO of the league. Yes, he's, he is the chief executive officer of the XFL. He's the commissioner. He is now the face of the XFL. And that's why I think the number one reason Vince McMahon went after Oliver Luck and, and must, I, oh man, I wish, could you imagine what this was like, Vince McMahon pitching the league to Oliver Luck, selling this well-respected man, a guy you really, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flat out say five months ago when they announced that the XFL was returning, I bet you if we sit, told any any anybody in the know that Oliver Luck is going to be the XFL's commissioner and CEO, they probably would have been laughed at. This is a serious (laughs) football lifer, a serious football guy. And for the XFL 
to land him as the new face of the league, as the man putting it all together with Vince McMahon as kind of the, the, the money and the founding father, this is a huge coup for the league. Biggest and best XFL news ever, at least since we found out Tommy Maddox was going to be in the first league. You can say that he is the face that runs the place right now of the XFL. And it's very trustworthy, I believe, also. And you talk about, like, surprise of him, you know, getting this position. You know, him taking it the position is also a little bit of a surprise for me. You know, he said it's second in command in the NCAA. That means he had to have been making some serious money. Uh, you know, especially for all he's done in the football operations there. You know, do you think he took a pay cut to be the CEO of the XFL? I don't know. I don't think so by much because you're going to hear later on when we play, we're going to play you some of the highlights from his Andrew or Oliver Lux interview on Pro Football Talk this week. Uh, he said that it's a well well funded venture, so I'm sure he's being compensated properly. And also, this is going to be, I'm, I'm telling you, something that if he, if this is successful, Oliver Luck's name is going to live on in infamy as one of the all-time football names. Uh, and, th- and, 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 you know, I think he's just trying to step out of his son's shadow, obviously. That's what's going on here, right, guys? No, <laughs> no not at all. Uh, Oliver Luck, I, it's really, you can't find, if you, you could look, you could try. I did. You're not going to find many people saying this is a bad move at all. Uh, when it, on any comment section or on social media, I'm not going to say it's a bad move, but uh, it's a little perplexing to me. I mean, I mean, can can this man be trusted? <laughs> you, you know, you know, Vince McMahon. You know, talk about a lot of having Vince McMahon talking about integrity, uh, just the quality and, of the play, and, and and quality and things of that ilk. And you know, this guy came from running a renegade program at West Virginia <laughs> to uh, probably the most corrupt organization uh, in America in the NCAA. And and now he finds himself with the XFL. I mean, this guy, you know, he's, he's made a career on, you know, sweeping things under the rug. And now, you know, he's here with the XFL. You know, they talk about, you know, guys are going to get, you know, thrown out of the league for DUIs and things like that. Is he going to be willing to do that? Because it certainly has not happened in the past. Are you one of these truthers, Vince, that thinks he's there <laughs> to, you know, to undermine the league from the inside? <laughs> I'm not saying that. Are you like Bryant? Is he uh, this week? <laughs> everyone's out to get Vince McMahon. He's been, Vince McMahon would not be swindled. That's Obvious this is – we we have a, a, a we we kind of lean anti WVU on this show as uh, you're listening to three uh, well two pit gra- grads it's, and it's one okay. pit dropout. I, I, I don't think uh, <laughs> any of them have the electronic capability to even listen to the show. So <laughs> yes, maybe but one day they'll turn off electricity it, down. That's there. a fun conspiracy theory we can maybe look at uh, for a fun conspiracy well, that, that's theory. That's not episode. what I'm saying. I'm not saying that this is a conspiracy. I'm just a little surprised. Yeah, I, I would. Have if anything, would have... he's it's it's great because he's great at get not getting caught. That's the exact kind of yeah, guy you that, want. That's, that that is this kind of guy yeah. right here. Yeah. So if 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 you're looking at it from that kind of negative perspective, it's also a huge victory for the XFL. And the now things can move along. There is a Vince McMahon is still heavily involved in WWE. 
we had we we didn't talk too much about it, but you had to think he was going to get some people in place. But I I didn't expect it to be one man. Oliver Luck is the man. He the XFL is now kind of it, it's Vince McMahon's baby, of course. But Oliver Luck is the man that it's all now kind of riding on him getting this together, and he's now got the ball moving on finding the eight cities. I don't know if you saw the picture uh, at XFL2020 on Twitter, their account. They put out the picture of all the iPads, Jake. Did you see this? I, all I the iPads being I, sent out to 30 cities. I feel like that was a little overkill. Couldn't they have just, you know, sent them a notebook or something? Did they really need to send out iPads for these proposals on? Well, that's just how you know you let a city know that I, you're interested maybe, in maybe its respect. Maybe that's how you do big business these days. I, I don't know. Call me old-fashioned. Also, I think these iPads turn off after a certain amount of time if uh, they have to get their proposals into them and shipped back to Stamford, Connecticut uh, before these explode. Yes. Uh, So we're going to talk about that here in a minute when we play that that Oliver Lux sound from his Pro Football Talk interview. But this week, also on Pro Football Talk with Mike Florio, uh, Charlie Ebersol made made sure that he was out there as the XFL had big news. He wanted to also – show face for the AAF, the Alliance of American Football, and he had a few interesting things to say. And, of course, this is the XFL Show, and we're always talking XFL. Follow us on all social media, at XFL Show. That's the name. But we are talking about the other alternative football league every week because they are kind of, uh, you know, they're going to lean on each other in terms of uh, press and comparisons and they're going to be compared until one of them folds. That's just the fact. And this week, I, I started to think, I think the winner of this war, if there is one, will be the, the league with the better video game, Vince. Video games are important. There, video no games. Doubt. Video games are important. There's no doubt about that, especially in today's day and age. Uh, you know, I don't know. Are they going to be using like some sort of frostbite engine for, that's used in Madden? I, that's, it's, what, whatever. I, I'd really like to see a claim get back in the game. Maybe, <laughs> yes. XFL, XFL quarterback club is what I'm hoping for. Uh, but Charlie Ebersol was on Pro Football Talk. He didn't say anything about video games, but he talked about apps. And he said that fans want gambling, but they don't want it in the traditional sense like you do in Vegas. With how gambling is going to be legalized, it is in Delaware now and more states to come, he says people want it to be a more gamified version. I don't know exactly what that means, but I have to believe it involves more of a fantasy aspect and an immediate type of betting on your team and betting maybe even from an, an AAF app, as we've talked about for an XFL app. He talked about gambling in the AAF and will be a big part of their digital uh, presentation. So that that kind of uh, is something we've heard already. He said also he's working on the league 36 hours a day. If Charlie Ebersol's working 36 hours a day on the AAF, Vince, how many hours a day do you think Vince McMahon's working on the XFL? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Probably three times that. Charlie Ebersol also said that he recognizes that the NFL is a bigger stage and likened it to the MLS with the Premier League in Europe and said that it will be a positive relationship between the AAF and the NFL. And I don't know if you guys have read or or heard about this, but the AAF is kind of structuring their league so that it is going to be easy for a player to go through an AAF season and potentially land on an NFL roster right after that. 
but he was asked about players leaving midseason for an NFL offseason program, and the policy on that is not yet settled. If they're talking about being very player-friendly, don't you think they have to give a player that option? Uh, I mean, I guess they could give them the option, but, you know, clearly the NFL is going to pay, you know, even a a fourth string NFL player, you know, I would think is going to make more than uh, someone who would play for the AAF all season long. So I, I don't know where that dilemma could, you know, feasibly come into play. Well, they could be restricted. Maybe if you sign an AAF contract, you're not allowed to leave until the season's over. It sounds like that might be something they're considering. If you're saying you're all about the players and giving them options and and giving them opportunity, Vince, don't you think that they should be afforded the chance to leave an AAF season for an NFL offseason program? I I suppose, but, I mean, if you you sign the contract – then, you know, you should be playing for the full length of the season. I don't know how the league and the fan are going to take, you know, how they're going to take these players going into business for themselves, you know, in the in the middle of the season. And that would make it a true minor league system if that's the case. If you're allowing players an option to, to go up, that, that makes the AAF basically an unofficial minor league. So that's a big decision. He said that they're going to kind of go over in the fall – that was the really interesting part of his interview with Mike Florio that I heard, Charlie Ebersole. And also he said flat out, players will not be eligible straight out of high school. They will mimic the three years out NFL policy. What do you think of that, Vince? Uh, I, th- I still think that's good for the game. Uh, you know, you could hear, you know, a lot of people say, oh, if you could go, you know, fight in a war, you should be able to play football. And, you know, I think there's some truth to that. But I, th- I think in terms of player safety, I think in terms of, you know, just adapting to a professional, you know, athlete lifestyle, uh, I, I think it's best to, to keep them and let them develop. I think it'll be better for the quality of the play. Just the quality uh, of the play. That's very important. And, you know, the older you are, most likely, you know, the better quality you're going to get out of it. So I think that's I think that's good, and and I think you're going to play it a little bit later on. Uh, Oliver Luck stance on that uh, did did not commit one way or the other. I believe. Yeah, it's it's interesting because most of the time, a 17, 18 year old going head to head with a 25 year old is just way unfair. Not a developed body, but every now and then you do get a DeAndre Ayton, uh, uh, LeBron James, or yours truly, Vince. So uh, people like us coming out of high school, we're the, we're the size of 30-year-old men. Well, in my case, a 45-year-old man. But, Jake, obviously, most of the time, this isn't something that should be happening. You know, 18-year-olds uh, going toe-to-toe I'm, with grown men. I'm almost going to disagree with you guys and, and say I think it would be a fun experiment <laughs> to, see, to see what, what would happen. You want, you want to experiment with the, with <laughs> the physical health of a, a – Young well, man who just I, became I, I, a, a man. If you're not good enough, to, you know, to make the team at 18 years old, or if you're going to get, you know, run over, if if you're fragile or weak, then they're, you know, they're not going to pick you up. I think I'd like to see him try it. Yeah, maybe, but still, maybe it, it would go horribly wrong. 
Yeah, but that's not exactly what's going down. Is what's happening is you're gonna what you would see is a lot of potential there, and teams would maybe want to wrap up a player because they know that eventually they're gonna be able to perform. But then they're gonna have to be going through practice with these grown like ass men. Almost a red shirt or something. I mean, there are there are so many offensive linemen who are still baby faced and not even fully grown into their bodies, but they're still three hundred plus pounds, six foot eight, but still still kids and fragile and if a team sees this kid doesn't want to go to college but they put him on their roster and he's going through an, a program going against grown ass defensive ends it could be kind of an ugly situation it's a it's an interesting debate but uh Charlie Ebersol is signed with the NFL that's also probably a part of them trying to keep a relationship with the NFL and we'll see how the XFL goes about doing that but that was just just some of the highlights that Charlie Ebersol talked about with Mike Florio, and also uh, the Alliance of American Football has one city to go. They are seven cities down, one left, and they'll have their full eight-city league. Um, so far, four in the south, three in the west. Got to believe that last city's in the west again, right? Well, I, I believe in that interview, uh, Mr. Ebersol said that you know they know internally where the last city is going to be. Is that correct? Does anybody else remember that? Yeah, yeah, the last city is determined. But there are. It's funny. He said there are cities that are reaching out to them now that want to be a part of it. Yeah, he did. So I don't know if they would want to reconsider that last spot or possibly add two more teams. That sounds like a bit of a gamble. But I, I don't know. I think it has to be a big market wherever they're going for. Prediction, where you think that city's going to be, Jake? New York City. Vince? That's, I guess that seems sounds like a good option. Uh, I could certainly see that. Yeah, I'll, I'll say New York. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's going to be Portland, Oregon. Heard Ebersol talking a lot about the MLS there. I think he has a fondness for MLS cities, and Portland's a big MLS city. That's my prediction. <laughs> So who who they have here? They got Atlanta, Birmingham, Memphis, Orlando, Orlando Salt Lake, Phoenix, Tempe, yeah, San Diego. I think that's one seven, city left. Right? Yep, and one well, city actually, left. I'm, now that I think about it, I'm going to say San Antonio, Texas. Great fans. That's a good one. That that's that's what I'm going to say. The XFL has sent iPads to 30 cities to get their proposals together. I don't know. We don't know what any of them are. We just know that one of them is not Morgantown, West Virginia. Uh, <laughs> Oliver Luck said it was not. They would not be going to Morgantown for sure. So you could rest easy, Vince. Well, I, I don't know if I would care. Not. <laughs> I don't know. The more the Morgantown couches, the Morgantown couch burners, maybe. Uh, that, I think that idea is about to go up in flames. <laughs> well, that's uh, everything uh, we've um, we've got lined up here, and now we can get to this great Oliver Luck interview, guys. If you guys are ready, I'm I'm ready to hear from Oliver Luck directly. He sat down for a long interview with Mike Florio. We've got some of the highlights here for everybody. Uh, Vince, did you hear this interview? Yes, I did. Uh, Jake, did you? Uh, I was having some t- technical difficulties. I, I oh. did not get to. Oh, you did well. Good thing that good thing our crack staff here at this is the XFL show was able to cut up some of the best stuff from here, and so we're able to give you all killer 
No filler here on the XFL show. Uh, this is the XFL show talking all over luck. The new XFL commissioner sat down with Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk on his podcast. And the first thing they asked him, Oliver Luck, was why he is uh, going from the NCAA to the XFL. Uh, the fact that this is a well-capitalized uh, venture, you know, I, I, I said to myself, this, this is a, a really neat opportunity. And although I, I, as you know, Mike, I love college athletics. I'm a big fan of what all of our institutions do. Uh, but this this was very special, and uh, I think it was an opportunity I just I, I just couldn't pass up. So I think all the all the ingredients are here to uh, when we launch in 2020 to to offer great football to build a, 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 a good business. And that's that's very attractive. It was a very attractive offer. It was a, it, a, a lot of capital. Made him a deal he uh, you know couldn't refuse, and it's potentially a risk, you know, leaving that cozy, big money NCAA job that he had to go to, uh, you know, a, a league that I, I think people still think of a negative connotation, you know, something that they'd maybe crack a joke at and take seriously. again. And let's let's face it, Oliver Luck is literally a politician. He's a lawyer. So he's good at kind of feeding you what you want to hear or a good company line, uh, good at saying something without really saying anything. So reading between the lines and a lot of the, these highlights we're going to play, what do you read between the lines there, Vince? Why do you think the number one reason Oliver Luck chose the XFL? What, what do you think that is? I, 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 could, I could see it. I, I, well, I guess at this point I can't see it being a money thing. I think he's got to be looking at this as – you know, a step to something bigger, you know, just a, another resume builder and, you know, um, so, something of that nature. I, it may, that makes some sense, but man, he's already got one of the most impressive resumes you possibly could have. Well, that NCA job, there's a lot to, you know, there's a lot to be proud of there. There's no doubt about that. Um, so I could sort of see it, but you know, I, I don't know what he. I don't know what he's got in mind down down the road. I, I, I'm going with the legacy angle. I think this is to he he could go down as you know a Mount Rushmore uh, of kind of kind of guy. If the XFL ends up being successful, to be a part of the people who built it. <sighs> To, if the Mount Rushmore of the XFL, I mean, to be up there with Vince McMahon and and Tommy Cold Maddox, Maddox. And, he, and he hate me is a big opportunity. That's kind of what I no. I mean, this is it's unique. It's something. It's maybe he was bored, and that that too could have been bored. This is exciting. Well, this is, I don't know if he was. It's bored, almost. But. It might be. It's almost like you know he's had a great. A great marriage with a really a, a lady everybody likes, but you know what? She's just a little bit older, and you know what? Oliver Luck still has raging testosterone, and he got a hot young wife. He left her for a hot young wife named the XFL. That's what I think happened here, Jake. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it's possible, but I mean, if you're looking for a resume builder, where do you go from here? I think the only the only place is what. Uh, general manager, you know, it has to be something in the NFL, I guess, if we're saying this is a stepping stone to something else. Now, if you had to guess, Jake, 
Do you think all of her luck hit up the XFL first, or did they go at him first? I, I'm going to say they came after him. I mean, this sounded yeah. like a pretty a pretty cushiony, you know, uh, job that he had going here. I don't know if you'd want to go away from that unless you were approached. Well, you would be correct. That's exactly what he said when asked about who contacted who first. No, so they they reached out to to me. I had met Vince years ago, you know, but it was a you know uh, didn't really have a relationship with him. So I spent some time with him and, and some of the senior executives. You know, I, I uh, was impressed, quite honestly, with with their passion, with their leadership, with the vision that they have. And again, it's it's not often that an opportunity like this, you know, comes along for someone like me, who has a, you know, a real deep passion for the game and has immense respect for the game. Now, this is going to be challenging, no question about it. Uh, but that's also part of the, you know, part of the uh, attraction. So um, that's that's how really that 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 whole thing came together was uh, was folks uh, on Vince's side reaching out to me. Again, I just want to know what Vince McMahon, what that pitch was. How how did he pitch Oliver Luck? It's the XFL. It's a new league. And you're the face and the man in charge. The power. I'm Something sure like that, just, maybe. Like that, you, you probably should say the word pal uh, a lot more. <laughs> now, hey, pal. You know, I, I, I don't know. I don't think Vince McMahon's pitch to Oliver Luck was the same as it was to maybe like Darren Drozdoff, Jake. I don't, I don't know. It's probably a little. It's probably a little different. There probably wasn't a garbage can involved. <laughs> but uh, who but knows? They they reached out to him, and that's hey. I think with all the hires that of the AAF has, with all their people in place, a lot of well respected people. I think Vince McMahon one up Charlie Ebersol in this in this regard. Bill Polian's very respected, yeah, but not as active, and quite frankly, older. I think Oliver Luck is a superior hire to anybody the AAF has gotten yet. And the AAF has gotten impressive people. Even coaching. Easily. Yeah, 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 easily. Bigger, uh, a better hire than everybody in the front office. Yeah, but is this a bigger news headline than Spurrier to AAF? No. I don't. Outside of. Uh, well, I don't know. It depends on what state you're in. I think. Yeah. If you're in the southeast, I, then <laughs> I'd say no. Yeah, uh, it's you know, it's more impactful than than Spurrier. But in terms of talking about it and the coverage, uh, people are going to be covering Steve Spurrier well, a lot if he keeps saying crazy stuff, and he's and he is doing it right now, it's still talking trash about Georgia. Um, they uh, they uh, talked about on Pro Football Talk. Oliver Luck talked about. The city proposals being sent out uh, recently, and that is uh, kind of the next step for him. There's timelines attached to those proposals. Uh, so, you know, one of my most important priorities is, uh, you know, to move that process along as, as quickly as we can and, and make decisions about uh, you know, the eight markets that we're going to be in, uh, you know, for the 2020 launch. So that's still a number of months away. I can't give you a you know, a more specific timeline than that. But the process certainly has already begun. And, and there's been a, a, a bunch of research, you know, really going back to probably the fall of 17 uh, that uh, Vince and uh, sort of a team of consultants have engaged in, you know, fan research, demographic research, segmentation, all the geography. So we, we've got a, a good bit of research to, to, to help guide us in these decisions. 
That sounds to me like they have a, a top eight list. They have the cities that they're hoping they get good proposals from uh, with the research he said going back to last fall, Vince. Yeah, it sounds like they do have a plan. You know, we've we've obviously speculated on it for, for quite some time, but, you know, it sounds like, you know, they, they probably have, you know, an ideal eight cities, but they're going to, they got some backup plans too. Do you think they're far enough along? Because I, I think they are. You know, they're confident of who they're going to get, that they already have people, you know, drafting logos and, you know, jerseys and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I think so that's, I think that's what it sounds like to me. I think there are cities they're hopeful that, you know, it could work out with, but I don't know if anything, it sounds like definitely nothing's in place yet, but. Uh, we'll see. Uh, who knows if what was in with those iPad packages? Maybe when they sent one to Los Angeles, there was maybe like a, a few hundred dollar bills in there for the mayor. I don't know. Do you think it was pre-installed <laughs> with like that WWE trading card game? <laughs> yeah, free 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 WWE free, network for free five thousand coins. <laughs> uh, Oliver Luck also asked about the Alliance of American Football, and he said flat out. Uh, we're gonna worry. We're gonna do us. We're not worrying about them. We're gonna focus, you know, in a very singular fashion on what we think is appropriate for for the league, and not uh, really spend time worrying about what any any other group may be doing. Uh, that was pretty blunt. <laughs> yeah, you got a lot of different groups out there, and you just gotta. You can only worry about your group. At this you got Eversol's group. <laughs> yeah. <Hell's> group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got McMahon's group. Yeah, Emirates group. <laughs> and uh yeah, they're good. they're good. <laughs> they're gonna do them. <laughs> what football groups do you think you would worry about the most if you were a part of a football group? Uh, I mean, this McMahon group sounds like, you know, it's really picking up some steam here. Uh who who's the commissioner of that southeast group? Um what's his name? Alan, you know who I'm talking about. Are, are you talking uh, you're talking about the SEC group? Yeah. Oh, um well, not Mike Slive, he died. Greg Sankey. Yeah, that's Greg Sankey. that's whose group I think you got. <laughs> <laughs> Football groups. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a whole other podcast we need to start. <laughs> we we, we got to keep moving on here. Like, X- XFG. <laughs> Oliver Luck talking with Mike Florio. And what's the, what's what is the new XFL all about, Vince? What's the number one thing it's about? Yeah, it's just about being innovative. No, innovative. come it's on. What does Vince McMahon say it's about? What's it about, damn it? About Come on, the pal. Game, the game of football. That, that's no. What. Jake, help him out. It's, it's the quality of the game. It's the quality of the play. And the Oliver, Oliver Luck is uh, is tooting that uh, same mantra on, on Pro Football Talk, talking about how, at least for this group, this football group, it is all, all, all about football. Very focused on producing a, a high-level of play, we believe that uh, football is popular because people understand it. In many cases in this country, and want to make sure that we're offering a you know a great level of play. I think our business plan is is solid. 
Uh, I think the capital structure uh, and that money, of course, is coming from Vince, who's got an incredible passion for the game. I think that's solid. So uh, all in all, I think that you know, lessons were learned uh, from, you know, from the original league. And uh, also, I think at the end of the day, Mike, it's a little bit of a different era in the sense of technology. And, and, and what we have available, both from a health and safety standpoint for, for players, uh, for coaches in terms of, of, you know, competition on the field, for practice, for fan engagement. So I, I think, I think it's, it's, it's almost a different world if you think about what was around 2001 versus, uh, you know, today. And I think that's going to uh, be a real benefit for us. And it is for lots of the professional leagues that are trying to figure out how to better integrate technology into their you know, daily activities. He kind of alluded to the quality of the play is going to be better because the, there there's more money this time around maybe going into the XFL. I don't I don't know if that's I guess that might be true or maybe it's easier to get money to players uh, because of the the digital aspect. It's, it's not going to be a big a big network hand grabbing a big chunk of the pie this time around. The XFL is going to be able to be digitized and then the pool of players. Would you say there are more? decent football players in 2018 than there were in 2001 Vince uh no I'd say it's about the same really yeah you know I think there's a a better crop of players and I think we also are able to identify more players because of the day and age we live in I I I, and all we're gonna hear Oliver Luck I think said the same here uh we're playing that in a second but Jake do you think so I mean, I think it's definitely easier to see, you know, everyone who is out there and and all their stats and what they bring to the table. Uh, You know, that's definitely for sure. I mean, from that clip, it sounded like, you know, he was saying people, you know, there's more people that are smartened up to the business of pro football now than there were, you know, 17 years ago or whatever. That's for sure. And Oliver Luck seems to agree with me that there are also more football players that are, playing at a higher level, so there's a bigger pool of talent out there. I really think we can put together a structure uh, that will will guarantee a relatively high uh, level of play. You know, pairing good players, and I think they're out there, pairing good players with, with really good coaches and good training techniques and, and rules that, that make sense, uh, but still being football, because at the end of the day, football is still football. That's what fans want to see. I think it gives us a real opportunity uh, when we launch in 2020 to have a high-quality uh, game and that's ultimately what what fans want to see make it affordable and provide the quality and I think uh, you know that's going to help us enormously. Yeah, and also providing the teams, you know, enough prep time before kickoff to become a team and, and work together. Something that the XFL, uh, you know, was unable to produce in the original incarnation. I am really excited for this because I watch as much football as possible as we speak i'm watching a cfl preseason game right now and i know a lot of these players because i watch them play in college now the canadian guys i i have no clue who some of these guys are but they do have a lot of american players and if you follow american college football you will follow players into the aaf into the xfl and through to the NFL, and I think there are more guys like that, and you just know them simply because we live in the digital age of Twitter and Facebook and more coverage uh, at the college level and high school level too, Vince. 
Yeah, you you know, guys, uh, you know, players can make names for themselves at a very young age. And, you know, if you're if you got a magnetizing personality about you, people are going to follow you, um, you know, after your college career, regardless of what group you end up in. Yeah, this is going to be really good for the Uncle Ricos of the world, right? The guys who had to end their their football playing days at high school, they're going to be maybe have more opportunity to go to go pursue their <laughs> dreams. If, if you if you didn't win state, it doesn't end there. You couldn't, good play, you couldn't play in college, but they, damn it, you were able to make it in the XFL. <laughs> well, who knows? But you can if you maybe you'll try to go play in college or maybe at the community college level and pursue it. <laughs> community college. Yeah. So every any you know prospective XFL players out there, you get a tripod and, and a you know a cheap video camcorder at a flea market this summer and you know, set it up. Yeah, just show yourself show. doing vertical jumps. And show me what you're doing. <laughs> See what happens. Hey, my, my name is Alan, and this is my XFL tryout video. And then I'm just going to set that to some badass karate kid music and just show me out in a field doing football things. Well, you know, I mean, it's you Running often, tires. You've often <laughs> been criticized for not taking that opportunity to play fullback for the Rams whenever you had the chance. <laughs> Now you know, you know maybe Spurrier is going to come calling, and yeah, you can play fullback in his system. I'm going to show him what I could do with tires. I'm going to flip tires, run through tires, throw through just, tires. Just, just a video of you hitting a, hitting a tire with a sledgehammer. Hell yeah! <laughs> I hope that becomes a meme. People with their XFL tryout <laughs> videos. Um. There, there are no uh, tryouts yet for XFL teams, and there are no rules yet either. Oliver Luck asked about what rules were in place, mechanical and actual detailed rules for the game, the sport of football, the brand of football the XFL will play. He gave a flat-out answer that uh, there's nothing yet. Still in the reimagining phase. No, that's, that's very exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm immensely looking forward to that. Uh, but we, you know, none of the sort of specific decisions that have been made. I can tell you two things we won't be doing, one of which is the scramble, uh, you know, from the original XFL, and then the no fair catch rule as well will not be in place. Uh, those are, you know, those are things that uh, I think Vince feels, feels very strongly about based on, uh, you know, sort of his, again, clear-eyed analysis of, of uh, the original XFL. That's a bummer, no scramble, Jake. Uh, I, I'm actually glad there's not going to be a scramble. Yeah, most people are. But, hey, if that's what it takes to uh, become respected and, and considered legitimate, I'm all right with giving up the scramble, I guess. Maybe for the All-Star uh, game, I wouldn't mind seeing the comeback. Yeah, so skills the, competition. Yeah. Scramble. Um, <laughs> also, yeah, that goes in you know, with the safety aspect. This is 2018. Football is the most violent of the sports, unless you're talking combat sports, and safety is of paramount concern for everybody, including the XFL. And Mike Florio flat out asked Oliver Luck, will the XFL take an old school approach or are they a part of the safety revolution as well? And some of you old schoolers might not like the answer. Football at the end of the day is still football and 
you know, obviously, you know, it's a physical game. It's a, uh, it's a contact sport, collision sport. And, you know, I think those fans that enjoy that contact and collision, they'll, they'll see that. Uh, but we are committed, you know, to, uh, to making sure the game is as safe as it can be for our, our players. Kind of talking out of both sides there. Didn't give a definitive answer, but in that long answer that we had to cut a little bit shorter there, Jake, Oliver Luck first said safety is the number one concern. I think with Oliver Luck on board, that kind of signals that we're not going to get 1980s football here. Crop tops and head-to-head collisions. We'll we'll not be getting that. Well, we still may get crop tops. I I don't think that's been ruled out. I mean, I'm going to sound like a jerk for saying this, but I, you know, I want old school football over safety. Do you really? I, I do. And I think there's, I think there's a large portion of the audience out there that feels the same way, but you know, uh, maybe that, you know, maybe they're a little uncomfortable verbalizing that. <laughs> they don't want to- I, I, I really think you get them in, you know, you get, you get them in the right setting and I think it's going to come out. <laughs> yeah, you. If you talk to any of these guys in a bar, and they'll tell you they're savages that want to see some old school football. But then you get them on a radio show. Nobody wants old school football anymore. Everybody wants safety for the players. I know what you're saying, Jake. It makes sense. But the head of the I'm league just, can't be saying that. No, no, the no, the, the face or the league itself can't. But football. How is football still going to be football with all these, you know, additional? Safety rules. It can still be. This is going to be football reimagined, though. I I can't stress that enough. This is going to be a different game. It almost has to be a different game. Earning timeouts, seven on seven. I I seriously think seven on seven is a real possibility, uh, especially, you know, maybe a smaller field, maybe only 60 yards long. You look at the success of rugby sevens right now, and, and that's maybe something you got to capitalize on. Okay, it, this could be very different. You know, he he's you know the reason why he's talking out of both sides of his mouth right now is because he doesn't know maybe exactly where they're going. But this is going to be different. I promise you that. They had no answers on that front, and that's probably the number one uh, question we're all asking, even more so than the cities, is really what the hell does football reimagine mean? Um, still, even with Oliver Luck on board, he wasn't revealing anything, but that's a very good job by him because you don't want to let too much a cat out of the bag that shouldn't be let out of the Would, bag. Do you think that they should just have the first game and nobody knows what, what the rules are or anything? Figure them out as you go. <laughs> well, no, no. The players know, and the and the referees and the coaches well, yeah, know, but, but the but fans the won't stuff. know until the first game. How exciting would that be? <laughs> Welcome to the game, everybody. Just wait and see what goes on. What are they doing here? They're apparently kicking the ball off, but I don't, I don't know why he's kicking it with his heel. Is that a rule? I don't know. There's a flag on the field. Uh, we're not sure what the ruling is. Oh man. Uh, Oliver Luck asked about what the relationship with the NFL will be for the XFL, and this is a very interesting answer, very different from 2001. What we uh, believe we can do, we, what, what our market is, what our strategy and our tactics are, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. We hope to have a friendly relationship with not only you know, the National Football League, but all the other sports leagues. 
friendly with the NFL. Is that possible? There is going to be zero relationship with the NFL. <laughs> Why would the NFL want anybody else to, you know, gain any of their profits? Well, it's it's not, it doesn't have to be that. It could be uh, maybe a relationship in terms of feeding talent to the NFL, being a minor league, uh, being a supplemental uh Place for maybe to have an affiliation with teams, then grow talent. But how does that benefit the how does that benefit the NFL? Because they can the NFL get whatever they want. The NFL wants a minor league system. They just don't want to have one. They don't want to have to. Yeah, but they want one that goes after goes further because you want to be able to groom players in their twenties and maybe even their early thirties. You want to have a place like that where you could find your Kurt Warner's. They really need to. I think it, it's good for the NFL. It could only benefit the NFL, especially if they aren't fronting any of the costs. That's number one. Well, I, I don't think they really need a, a quote-unquote feeder system, you know, uh, beyond the college game. I mean, it, it's, you know, this, the you know, leagues are built on stars. There's no doubt about that. But if there's any, you know, you know, Game. I mean, it's amazing that the NFL, you know, gets you know the ratings that it does when a lot of the teams don't have superstar players. And that's just because the sport of football is so wildly popular. Well, that's my point. Is that they they don't need it. You know, they're, they're doing quite well without it. Yeah, but. Again, going back to quality of the play, wouldn't it help the NFL's quality of play? Is, even is more? there a problem with the quality of the play? Uh, I, I mean, the quality of play is is I think in a so. lot of games is there not some, good. There are a lot of there are a lot of stew bum quarterbacks playing in the NFL. These I agree days. with you, but first of all, you know, is it affecting you know? Uh, viewership and content consumption. I would say yeah. no. Well, yeah, the the ratings have have gone down, yeah. but a lot, the a lot of people have are gone down. But there's still, you know, anyone would take those any day. Are, are you saying that you know if you would send, um, I don't know, you know, um, what what's his name for, uh, you know, the the Forty ers Kaepernick? No, no, the Garoppolo? other one. Garoppolo. You're telling me that if you would send him down to the XFL for a few years, that he's all all of a sudden going to become a superstar player, or if you sent Nick Foles da- down to the to the XFL and then he comes back and he's he's you know an all time great. That's not going to happen. You're that either could, good what? or you're that could, no. That could happen. You get better with with repetition with playing in games for sure. Definitely at certain positions as well, especially quarterback. Uh, maybe running back is not a position that that will happen at. No, but uh, you could see that happen with defensive backs. And you know what? It happens in soccer all the time. It happens in in the the NHL with their minor league system all the time. It happens in the MLB. You see guys who it cl- it clicks for later on than than some people straight out of college. And it can't happen in football. You, you see that all the time in soccer. P- players playing in in you know lesser leagues, playing in your in your your French leagues or playing in Russia and then getting a big fat contracts to go play in the EPL. It always happens.
I think that's just tip. That's just related to that game. I, I just think that the you know football specifically quarterback just so complex, so much. You know, a lot of it has to deal with the talent around you and you know, the talent you're going against. It just, I, I just don't buy it. I think it'd be great for the NFL. I'm sure they're prop they're interested in that. I'm sure general managers would love to see that happen. And I think the AAF or the XFL are going to be fighting hard, really, for that kind of relationship. Imagine if there's a system and like you're playing spring league football with the same playbook that Randy Fickner runs and then and then all of a sudden Ben goes down and the Steelers need a quarterback and you got a guy who played in the XFL all off season he's ready to go you wouldn't want that I don't know it, it's uh, uh, no I, I mean it, sure send them down there but I don't think it's going to be as big of an impact as what you're saying I think that a relationship with the NFL is very important for both of these leagues. Oliver Luck was also asked about the high school question we asked earlier with the AAF. Here's his answer. Once we get our sort of football operations staff, you know, functioning, get, get people in place, uh, we'll talk about issues like that. No, so no, no decisions have been made. As you know, that's, uh, that's anchored in the CBA, right, the collective bargaining agreement between the union. And management, and, uh, and certainly at 2020, we're not expecting a uh, unionized you know, workforce. Uh, but but that, that really is an issue that we haven't uh, begun to discuss at this point. XFL is, is waiting on that one, Jake. Not, not ready to poo-poo high school eligible players. Uh, yeah, not ready to, you know, for a definitive decision. Like I said earlier, I, I think it would be an interesting experiment it could completely, you know, backfire and someone could get a broken bone, you know, on, on the first play. Uh, but, you know, if, if both sides are willing to take the risk and sign on the dotted line, I'm okay with that. Those are your highlights from Oliver Luck's interview with Mike Florio on Pro Football Talk. And I have to say I came away even more impressed than I was. I already knew who Oliver Luck was before this, but I thought he did a great job of CEOing there and, and being – uh, very commissioner-like. He didn't. He gave answers where he could, but you could tell there were questions he was asked that he either had no information on or didn't want to reveal anything just yet. So he protected the league, and that is now his number one job, Vince. Yeah, you know that's that's what this guy does well. You know, protecting logos and you know steering ships and, and logo and I, protector. That's great. Yeah, that's what this guy is, you know. You know ex- he's going to be a good representative for this group. I, I will, I will say that. <laughs> and and it, it's, it's going to be interesting, you know. I, I'm curious to know, you know, what kind of, what the, you know, kind of collaboration he's going to have with with Mr. McMahon. You know, is are they both going to be making a lot of decisions? Is he solely putting this uh, in, in Luck's hands? It, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, final thoughts on on those highlights there from Oliver Luck, Jake. What, what, what did you uh, come he away with from that? Sounded like a great PR man right now, and, and I don't, you know, I don't mean that in, in any negative way. It's, but he's saying everything right, and, overall, and I, I, like I said, I believe him on a lot of these things. Overall, are you excited that he's the the man in charge of this group? Yes, I am. Me too, Oliver Luck, the new XFL commissioner. 
Now we're cooking with gasoline, guys. That's big news. And now that there's a guy actually day-to-day working on the XFL, we know Vince McMahon does a million things. I feel like business is about to pick up. It certainly did this week. And, man, look at all we had to talk about this week. We could have debated on all of those different topics for entire shows, Vince. I'm not done with you with this XFL-NFL relationship. I'm going to have you come around to my side because I think it behooves everybody for, for intertwining of these leagues, but that's a debate for another day, brother. Yeah, it, yeah, maybe maybe there'll be some sort of transfer market. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, maybe maybe they'll be sending you know uh, the Birmingham team will be sending you know Johnny Manziel on loan to the AFF uh, Birmingham team, and maybe get and the then CFL eventually, involved and too. Eventually, he he winds up with the Ravens. I would love football, pro football, American football transfer periods. We could only hope. Uh, Anything left to say, Jake, before we get out of here? Let's get out of here. Let's do it. This has been episode 19. Jake said let's get out, so let's get out. We'll be back again next week to talk more XFL. Remember, you could follow us on any of the social media gimmicks you love to use at XFL Show. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're there, and we're talking XFL all the time with you, putting polls up, replying to your stuff, retweeting. We do it all, and we have a lot of fun, and we have a lot of fun here every Sunday morning. The show drops on Football Sunday morning, so make sure you subscribe to the podcast. This is the XFL Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. The website, this is thexflshow.com. I'm Alan for Vince for Jake, and for our new commissioner, Oliver Luck. This has been the XFL Show.